1: Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest where <laughs> in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <gasps> identity, <gasps> culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Yeah. Food for Thought, bitty bitty bum bum, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
3: yes, yes, into it.
1: I'm Fran, I'm a writer, editor, and uh, I would kill all of you if Solange asked me to. Yeah, of, I know, I Fair, just know that's true. Just I, so you know. I, I, would, would they, so we're clear. I, I wouldn't they, put up a fight. There would be a bone saw involved. If Ooh. she asked, I wouldn't put up a fight.
0: I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, a microbiologist in the streets, and a walking STI incubator in the sheets. Ew.
3: <laughs> wow. Wait, but also true yeah no no all of that is just facts facts. true it's all just supposed to be facts whenever i touch joe i do
0: um put on rubber gloves just kidding (laughs) and that's to fist me but that's not uh,
3: neither here nor there (laughs) because in fisting i'm a top oh who knew um and i'm dennis norris the second and i'm a reader a writer a former figure skater and a rose from a screw top 40 drinker because I like screwing tops. Wait, Ew. what? Wait, what? I, I don't understand
0: any of what just I happened. I don't either. <laughs> Wait,
1: In the studio, we have guest thought and our hoe of honor, the crowned <laughs> reina of gay Twitter, JP Brammer.
4: <laughs> yeah. you. To JP. Hi. Woo. Hi, I'm John Paul Bramer. I am a writer, advice columnist under the column Ola Papi, which you can read at them.us and also into more.com. It's on both. Ooh. and I suffer from sexually induced sneeze syndrome I can't help it
3: <laughs> wow Also, no. for I those do. of you not in the studio JP is serving arms oh my god it's true
1: thank always. you always in, in <laughs> chest and leg thank and you, if you so go, much. if you go to his Instagram he
4: like at really, JP Bramer really serves arms my starving Instagram yes. presence needs your help we got Surf a
1: delectable little menu this week what, what's on it what's on it Dennis
3: y'all for tonight's show Joe O the science ho asks who thought that up Mm -hmm. J.P. Brammer tells a salacious tale of getting caught in a tight space we explore our deepest darkest thoughtiest fantasies and for dessert it's the bottoms rule yes Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. take it away mmm mmm I'm feeling just a little bit peckish. So we're going to start the top of the show the way that any good top should, with a little tease, just a little bite to wet your palates and minds. And this week's Amuse Bouche, I, Joe, am going to be amusing your bouche with a game called... Who thought that up?
1: <laughs> we're workshopping that. We're workshopping the game. We are we're workshopping, workshopping the title. game title. It's fine. It's so we're workshopping so, it.
0: Today's episode is all about fantasy and sci-fi. And one of the things you all might not know about me is that I've loved sci-fi and fantasy fanfic since like college in 2003, <gasps> I when I literally <laughs> jerked off to a Harry Potter Ron Weasley fanfic
4: Who cool story. Who? Dennis
0: has not on the interweb. That's real.
3: <laughs> Dennis has not.
0: So. In this game, I'm going to read some fanfic titles based on sci-fi or fantasy franchises and y'all will have to guess whether the thing is a real thing from the internet or something I just made up. Number one, Harry Potter's Magic Tickler. Harry and Ron have just come back from a trip to the village and Harry notices that Ron has a secret purchase. Well, nobody keeps a secret from the chosen one. Imagine his surprise when he finds Ron's new toy. Is that real or did I make it up?
4: <laughs> I think it's not extreme enough to be real.
0: I think you. I think you made that up. I also
4: think you made that yeah, up.
0: Yeah, percent 100 real. That is 100 real on the internet. That's like Harry amateur hours. Potter is a magic tickler. <laughs> oh, oh, that sucks. Right, okay, that. I need C-. that fan. I hope that come <laughs> harder than they did. <laughs> Let's
4: let's keep doing this.
0: I usually come less hard than they do. Uh, Oh, interesting. Uh, Next up, Star Wars, Raging Inferno. Anakin gently placed another salivated finger inside. Obi-Wan winced again, but began to force Anakin in deeper.
1: I was
4: kind of turned on, so I hope that's real. No, that's hot. But if it had been like Watto or Jabba the Hutt or something, then it would have been real. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's too vanilla it's too vanilla these are all too weak for me i've seen some shit <laughs>
1: oh vanilla turns me on what can i say yeah. you think it's real <laughs> one of my kinks
4: vanilla fran is right that is a hundred percent we are real oh my god wow. wake me up when it's admiral akbar oh my
0: god. <laughs> wow this is one of my favorites Called Smut
1: Island Part Two. Smut Island is that like the alternative name to
4: this podcast? <laughs> is that when our podcast gets adapted like into a reality, a reality TV, TV show, show, exactly, and we're exactly. all yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. sluts on Smut it's, Island. Uh, I'm actually from Smut Island. <laughs> oh. Don't make fun of my culture.
1: <laughs> it's on my 23andMe. Um, I'm like 40. I'm like 73 percent Smut
4: Islander. <laughs> no. When my family immigrated to Smut Island. No,
3: no, no. <laughs> oh, they came no, there of their own accord. You, you and Elizabeth. It. It? <laughs> oh my god.
0: Smut Island part two. Mm-hmm. Katniss was about to uncover Triss's true identity. She knew she wasn't just a silly straight girl. Katniss was the full package, and Triss's nipples were hard as rocks.
1: <sighs> Triss! <Tress. laughs> now my nipples are hard as rocks. <laughs> oh my god. Um I he wrote that Joe
3: I I still think you wrote it <laughs> I think you wrote it I think, I think wrote you wrote all, all, of, these. all <laughs> of these yeah yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah that
3: is absolutely real oh, wait
0: what I think the thing is you think I'm a bad writer and also these are badly written and therefore yeah. I must have written then, that's, it. That, that's it <laughs> that's it that, that's the answer <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. next up Turbolift Tussle
4: amazing okay oh,
0: love it already the combination of tongue and fingers had Voyager's chief engineer writhing on the floor of the malfunctioning turbo lift. The two women disappeared into a sparkle of blue light and agreed that a week aboard the Delta Flyer might turn out to be a pleasure cruise. Y- I, yeah,
3: slam poetry. You- <laughs> very dramatic yes it's
0: i like, want to be a professional like romantic novel reader joe, on audible, uh, audible. audible.com reach out to me okay they need to take out ads though. i'm they oh my god <laughs> audible you get gotta get, us. get that coin is it real turbo lift tussle
4: i would like to go back to smut island <laughs> oh god, I, was
3: like, <laughs> I was happy there <laughs>
0: <laughs> weren't we all um,
3: i'm gonna vote joe because there was no passive voice in that
4: oh my god <laughs> That is a literary piece. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that was also real, all real so far. Wow. Have, okay. you, done Have you done any
4: writing? No. <laughs> do you even write?
0: I do. I did. A, I've done a lot of curating. <laughs> it's 2018, and this is the internet.
1: And you can put curator on your Instagram bio <laughs> exactly, now. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Influencer curator. Hermione Life coach. <laughs>
1: Activist, to be honest, God. podcast host. Act- oh, I've never put that in my Fair. bio. Fair. Just, <laughs> activist, <laughs> life coach, influencer, uh,
0: and then pictures of me without a shirt on. Yeah. Hermione Granger's Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> of
2: <course. laughs> Dennis, of we course.
0: can't tell anyone, Luna. Just- Hermione whispered into her interior ear, "This is just yours and mine." Luna leaned back, shook her head, but for now, I need you. Hermione took Luna's hand into her mouth, leaving her fingers wet enough to easily slide into her
1: own chamber of secrets. <gasps> okay, no, you There's... wrote you wrote that. Because you There's... you are the only like bisexual queen on this panel. And you wrote this lesbian slut. <laughs> yeah. There's wrote it. just
3: so much of the fingers in the mouths. Yeah.
1: You love fingers, you love mouths. I do yeah. love fingers in yeah. my mouths. Yeah. I,
3: I keep I'm only voting Joe, but I still feel like you wrote it. I have to be PP. right at
0: some point
4: by voting Joe. You're, um, yeah, you're okay.
0: Yeah. Unanimously, you are right. I did write that. And oh, it is finally. true that a pivotal sex scene in my memoir is my first girlfriend shoving fingers down my throat and telling me to take more. So yes, I do. I Ooh, do wow, indeed. Well, okay, yes. You do. What's her love name? A you love, you love, <laughs> love female hands. Mm-hmm. Frodo, the sex god.
4: <gasps> okay. No lies detected yet. <laughs> uh, mm, okay.
0: I know Aragon wanted me, Us thought. Everyone did. Aragon had to be in charge, his way or no way, except, said Legolas to
1: himself, except tonight. <gasps> I will. OK, so Legolas is one of my first erotic memories, yeah. um, oh, yeah. I, at, at least for me. Yes. Um, uh, so I, I have to say that this is real. But this is like some something someone and many people yeah. and myself have written. <laughs> I wrote it.
0: It was me. <laughs> it was friend. I what agree. was uh, the username?
3: Orlando Bloom has never looked better, frankly. Uh, yeah. That's true. Um, I'm also going to say that that one's real. And that's out there on the internet.
4: I return to my Star Wars critique. It's like you have one opportunity to fuck an orc. Yeah. yeah. And oh, here yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's like
0: just... the two most predictable. Like, like, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That's real. Um,
4: No, it's definitely
0: real. And the entire, like, the genre of Legolas fanfic porn is fucking. Oh, deep. yeah. Oh. I can, so I mean, can that Fair. So fair. Absolutely. Sex, love, and hobbit holes. You. <laughs> It hurt Sorry. Thorin, but it was such a good pain. He could feel his husband's balls slapping against his thighs with every thrust, and he felt every centimeter of his elvish cock oh. driving into him.
1: <gasps> oh. Wait, first of all, that's controversial elf and dwarf porn. Yes! Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. They are historically a rivaled race. Yes, yes.
0: Okay. yes it's a Romeo and Juliet theme, yeah, perhaps. It wow. is, yes. Yeah.
1: Which makes me question... I'm in your minds Did now. You I'm in your minds. It. I also am trying to recall if you were ever a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, huge. Yes. Okay, of course. So then, yeah. But the, the Thorne is still like a character that not a ton of people focus on. Right. It just feels like... I don't know who Thorne is. <laughs> away, <laughs> Dennis. Dennis was I like... Don't. No, I don't know. I don't know her. I don't <laughs> know her now. Yeah. I,
3: in sixth grade, I read a hundred pages of The Hobbit and I was like, this isn't for me.
4: There should be fanfic about the bread in Lord of the Rings. That's all he writes uh-huh. about. It's <laughs> just like this yes. kind of bread, this yeah, kind of cheese. I would read yes, that Fred. and I do I mean fucking bread sounds great
0: to me oh absolutely uh, better than is, slapping balls I, okay I know, really. I'm sorry that, <laughs> I, that feeling of balls slapping against my taint no, that's my I, sexuality I, really I, I love I love it's any, a good any slapping feeling <laughs> Dennis is making is for like, everyone out there I'm Dennis ready. is making the slapping motion
3: <laughs> yeah I don't need to do the slapping uh-huh. I want to there's one side of it that I want to be on and it's not the doing of the slapping
0: thank you so much for playing this <laughs> like, little game that was fun thank you. that was
1: cute for our second course today, we have the honor of um, an impure thought story from a one, JP. Ooh. So, JP, um, you are here to grace us with a salacious, titillating, sexy story that also might not be all that sexy, as we found out with the history of impure thought stories. Sometimes the best ones don't even have any sex in them. Um, Ooh, but anyways, true. I actually don't know whether you. Is it a wedding story? Is, is it a? Story? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like it just never quite arrives. My next impure thought story. Oh my, my next impure thought story is just going to be about how like me and like one of my close friends like watched a documentary together.
4: <laughs> that <laughs> sounds so relaxing. That's the most erotic. And we're wow. both wearing
0: sweatpants, CBD oil. We're involved like eating me. halo top. This just is kidding. Oh, this is
4: also fanfic. Listen, <laughs> it
3: really. As soon as you put a man in sweatpants. I'm it's yeah, I'm also, there. I'm there.
1: Just so the record is clear, I actually fucking hate Halo Top. Okay, so like Halo oh. Top is mostly air. Ooh, okay, I don't know what that is. I, I was going like, I'm Googling it right it's now. It's like a diet ice cream. Oh, it's oh,
0: I've
3: track.
1: seen that. I so. thought it was like vegan, gluten free. Everyone loves it. Fake like, ice
3: cream. All it's of like... them,
1: everyone is coalesced to a lie. They are all being gaslit. It's
3: <laughs> air. It's a diet ice cream. <laughs> it's cold air. It's cold ice air. It's cold just like, just no, just indulge.
1: Yeah, go there.
4: Go there. Okay, you can't okay, okay, okay. ice cream. Sorry to get off track. We- so JP, yes, tell us h- how did it, how did it all start? So it all started when I moved to New York, and then mm-hmm. two weeks later, I was fired from my job that moved me up here. Oh, yes. oh they oh. move fast. So she's viral very quickly. Yes, okay, but I also like cry to my boss's office for severance which I got three months worth of because I was like you okay, move me up here
1: like, really? <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> yes that is how you get yes. it you have to you right know, like, we talk after I show. love how we
0: have another Pisces on this show and 12 minutes in we have crying <laughs> we, <laughs> we have, have
3: crying fuck you I have, <laughs> yes. I have already reached my limit on the crying actually like
4: during that talk I was impressed with myself I was like girl you are doing it right yeah. now like, <laughs> she's committed to the character also like,
3: where's a lot you go move somebody all the way up here with this bomb ass Expensive ass rent, not give them a severance. Absolutely buy
4: yeah. right. Let's so, see. but the severance was very cute. Yeah. yeah. And yes. I always take a job assuming I'm going to be fired in media. So it's oh, like that's so good. I had a cute so little smart. fun behind me. So I was like, I haven't taken a vacation in a long time. I'm going to go to Puerto Rico with a friend of mine. Wow. So we went to Puerto Rico. Love it. Um, we got an Airbnb, which I know I'm the devil. it's it's terrible to do that don't do it kids whatever Mm. and yet it was like 2016 i was problematic i was young i was doing a lot of things i shouldn't have been doing but (laughs) we went into this airbnb and it was a weird airbnb in that like in order to get to our place you had to take an elevator but it was a really unreliable elevator with really terrible lighting so Mm. it's like Mm. you couldn't the situation was so weird that you couldn't like bring someone with you and have them take the elevator by themselves because you also had to open a gate Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really strange. Was it like
1: crickety? Was it kind of like It was
4: extremely crickety. It was like when you're hearing it and you're just sort of like praying that it'll take you Mm -hmm. like to the floor you you need. need. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So anyway, whenever I travel, I really like the fuck.
0: <laughs>
3: Travel dick is the
4: best. It's so
3: dick. good. I will fight you if you disagree. It's with me. so good. I, mean, I actually I
0: disagree with you, Dennis. I'm sorry. I know you
3: disagree Joe, because... the only what? dick that you want is marriage dick. So that you're, you're your like, own special commitment thing. dick,
0: Dennis, and wow. I love dick that I never have to see I, again. Yeah, so yes, that is exactly. Great. Exactly. I, also, um, I traveled. I studied in Madagascar in college and was very turned off by like the way the. Um, sex tourism industry worked there and so that like forever I think for the rest of my life ruined like travel dick for me wow Does that make sense? that's, that's <laughs> a whole different like, now you've attached yeah. the word industry to it like that's a and thing <laughs> right, and colonialism right. and like whiteness like, it, it and like it's have, not great
3: it doesn't have to be all that though sometimes it's just two people in a place at one time getting it on yeah but sometimes or three it, people or so, four people sometimes
0: it's colonialism under all that Dennis you know oh. well Joe <laughs> sorry well I also
4: you're I white so you know, know what
3: it, exactly Joey. don't take yourself out of that Exactly. I That's what i anyway,
4: Go on. <laughs> go Sorry, on, JP. JP. Go off. <laughs> go <on>. <laughs> <laughs> but go off. Yeah, anyways, so I like to fuck when I'm abroad. <laughs> When I'm in yeah. when I'm anywhere, really. Like I could go to like Yeah, I mean, yes. I go to a different borough in New York City and it's like, a completely that different grinder really? grid. You're and it's broad? like yeah. yeah, it feels like you're somewhere completely different. So not to malign, like so the sex in Puerto Rico, was amazing mostly, like of the guys that I hooked up with. There was one that was not so good. Like we met on Grinder exchanged pictures. He came to my place and I was like actually traveling with a friend. An ally who agreed to, like, leave the,
1: <laughs> the apartment. Yes. 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 yes! Wow, this is what allyship looks like. A true ally. Being like, I'm going to leave the Airbnb, go get a coffee <laughs> for, like, four hours. <laughs> four hours? Later. 17 and a
4: half minutes, Fran.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, oh, my God. For me, it's, like, 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: Anyway. Amazing. Yeah, so that's true allyship to me. It's like you putting in the legwork like, for the community. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm going to go do something else. You have fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. So the guy arrives, I have to meet him at the gate, obviously to get him into the elevator. We do that, we get to the floor, we get to my room, we have sex. It's really not great. It's like one of that sex like you know when you're in the middle and you're be like, I could be doing something else right now.
1: Oh, uh, yes. me every time I have sex. I know that feeling very well. It's like I could be That's doing why I've taken anything else. Off the, apps. the number yeah. of times I've been mm-hmm. having sex, and I'm like, oh, what emails do I have to do? No, <laughs> exactly, right. like, yeah.
0: I'm actually surprised you're not
4: just answering emails, like doing doggy I've never style.
1: I have I <laughs> have I broken. I've had, maybe we'll <laughs> for another story. No, uh-huh.
4: I literally start imagining my Netflix like to watch list <laughs> where it's like I could be watching this, I could be watching like, that oh, and yet. Wait, I forgot
1: to pick up Felicity again. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, yes. Yes. yes, me too.
4: Love and there's that, that like weird like rote script you have to perform when you're hooking up with someone and you've committed to like seeing it through, you know, where yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, you like that, you know, like yeah. it's just like. you like that, okay. dad. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of have to get
0: it over with. It's flatter and flatter affect those ends up being like you
4: like, do you like that? <laughs> just like <laughs> a question mark at the end. Like, do you? No, but do you? No, but do you. You just get like, really you? existential about the question because it's just like, do I? <laughs> are we what's, even here? What's happening, Is this not happening? <laughs> on this physical plane? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not good. Wasn't cute. <laughs> and like, I think it was mutual. I think he was like, you know. Yeah, and I was like, uh, so that was all fine, and you know, like one part about the grinder experience, I like to speed up is when they're leaving the apartment. Oh. <laughs> where it's just like you open the door, it's like bye. That's uh, what I normally do, <laughs> but oh, like the elevator's coming back right. in the story,
0: isn't she? So. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. See, so, that's where you—you're a different Pisces than me because I'm like, don't you want to stay and cuddle? Oh Even when the sex is mediocre
3: at best, you want you want them to stay it's and cuddle, the sa- yeah, it's the yeah. Sag-
4: really? Yeah.
0: Oh my! No,
3: God. No, my
4: Aries moon so is like, you need to get, get out, out. <laughs> yes. of my space. Yeah. Um, but sadly, I had to escort this person all the way to the gate so that I could like get him out. Right, and so. We awkwardly open the door. I'm like, "Okay, I guess we'll see you later." We always I always say see you later when I have no intention to. Where it's just yeah, like
3: Yeah, yeah. Correct. I mean, at, at some point episode. we might we all do.
4: happen upon each other. we see you Small island. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> 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 it's a very small small island. island. <laughs> oh god. Um, So anyway, then we get into the elevator, which has horrible lighting, by the way, like extreme fluorescence. Just like every acne scar from every pimple I ever picked in middle school is just like on full display. Oh, no. And so we're going down and then the elevator stops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, no, between no, floors. Horror. No, no. Horror. No. <laughs> horror,
1: no, no. This is Shut it run. down.
4: And no. me and this random person are just stuck with each other on this elevator How with horrible lighting. Tiny. Oh. Absolutely tiny. Oh. Like, I mean, probably... You can always
3: try around two. No.
1: <laughs> in wait. The elevator. It's a small elevator, Dennis. It's a small one. Well, sometimes... Small spaces. I mean are small spaces are spaces. not the problem. It's the problem like, is if it's someone who's not good at okay, sex. Okay, when for you're you. this when you have this many limbs, small spaces are a problem. Okay? It's a really you, it's hard that's to maneuver a, with big spaces. <laughs> Fran's
0: gumby ass
1: <laughs> biceps. Fran's rippling Gumby-ass biceps. biceps. Um, oh my <laughs> you're <laughs> not allowed to say that, only I can say that. <laughs> culturally
4: culturally you should know that.
1: <laughs>
3: I can't. Anyway, so, like, me... Elevator stops. Keep going.
4: Anyway, so, like, it was the size of, like, a bathroom stall, kind of, but, like, a little bit bigger, so, like, we could barely... We were, like, so close to each other... And all we could do was just, like, look at each other for, like, uh, like like the artist is present kind of looking uh, at each uh, other. <laughs> are you, so just, like, are, you, are you Marina or are you... I the, think I was Marina because I was just, like, I have to, like, project strength somehow in this. This
0: is so terrible. <laughs> he's, he's all of a sudden transformed into a flowing red robe. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait, then he's so the partner
1: worrying. that they walked away from each Ube, other on the wall Ube, of Ube, China yes, and yes. never okay. saw each other for 10 years. Yeah.
4: That was him, except like the Great Wall of China was the bed in the Airbnb. And it yeah. was just like <laughs>
0: Oh man. Yeah, so all I could do how was just like how long did that go on? It,
4: it's hard to say because it felt like forever. <laughs> it Vortex. Like... Yeah. It, it felt like 30 minutes. It was probably like three minutes. And then I was like frantically trying to push the like, yeah, correct down button. Uh-huh.
1: Oh my god.
4: Um what's funny is that we just didn't speak. No. <laughs> oh! oh! I just, we were just like, oh, <laughs> I would have had to say something. Oh, no, man,
0: I I agree. Not speaking. Is I was
4: better. I was doing the like kind of oh no kind of thing, yeah. but Do? I wasn't saying anything. Uh-huh.
1: But wait, in your in your head, what, uh-huh. okay. So like, I'm I want to run through your your, your head space here Yes. If I were you, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, "We're gonna be in here for hours, ever." This (laughs) is what I'd be thinking too. So, what were your Uh plans? Did you have any? Did anything run through your head? Like,
4: did you panic? Did your mind just... So, I'm actually really good in crisis situations where, like, my body is just like, you have to like get through. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, okay, I need to get to the bottom floor immediately. Thank God, or whoever, the thing finally went down. It opened. I escorted him to the gate. I was like, okay, bye. And then, wow. you know, we didn't speak again like normal people. Thank wow. That's great.
1: Wow. Oh my God. But I Wow. It was, wow. Like,
4: it was rough, because is... it was like confronting the person that you just had sex with and realizing that they well, are actually had... a complete stranger, and it's just oh like... Oh my yeah, God. Well, and also had
3: mediocre... Like, I'm sorry. Right. I, if, if the sex had been good, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, right. Another opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's l- Listen, it's my hell. Non-fluorescent listen. lighting, not for
4: me. Oh my God! And that's the other thing. It no. was like God. the most like deeply unsexy lighting in the world. Yeah.
3: God oh, may God. work in mysterious ways, but He's not particularly subtle. I would have been like, She, she, God. She, she is, tender, <laughs> she. She she is, is a woman, she, and she is sex positive. Okay? Yes, yes. Anyway, I would have been ready. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury, because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote.
2: It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. I'm Allie Wentworth, mom, wife, actress, writer, comedian, and also the host of Go Ask Allie, the podcast that dissects the craziness of modern life. He said, I never thought anybody could be this irreplaceable. And I started crying and he started crying. And that that was it.
4: Yes, it's terrible and all this traveling and it just completely disrupts our lives. But
2: this is what we got. Go Ask Ali is a podcast where you can learn how to grow all the pivotal relationships in your life. We are taking ukulele lessons on Zoom, and we suck. We're never forming I, a band. By the way, I assumed that. I didn't okay, want to I say did. anything. I, I assumed you sucked until you told me otherwise.
1: There will be ruptures in any intimate, loving relationship, and the question is, how do you repair?
2: New episodes drop every Thursday, and there's also a bunch already waiting for your binging pleasure. You owe me a present. Yeah, I know. Listen to Go Ask Ally on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Couric here to tell you that my podcast, Next Question, is back with a whole new season. New guests, new topics, same curious me. My next question. My next question. My next question. My next question. So here's my next question. I want to talk about all the things, like how we're going to get
1: to a post-COVID world. Can you even imagine it? How to heal from the trauma of this year, and how to find and share joy despite it all. Join me for Season 3 of Next Question with Katie Couric. New episodes every Thursday. Subscribe
2: and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: So, if you are a normal human being, you hate going to the doctor at all times. It's inconvenient, it's uncomfortable, it's intrusive, especially when it comes to discussing your sexual health. Luckily, there's Plush Care. Plush Care is an amazing way to discuss with a trained physician whether Truvada is right for you. Truvada for PrEP is over 98% effective in preventing HIV. So literally, what are you waiting for? It is important to note that Truvada should be used with condoms, although I think the thoughts are a little divided on that issue sometimes. (laughs) But Plush Care is a virtual doctor's office that allows you to see a doctor quickly via your video from your phone or computer. Most major insurances are accepted. You pay your usual copay and appointments are available every 15 minutes. There's a reason why plush care is the largest online provider of Truvada in the U S the visits are 100% confidential and there are no judgments, no judgy stares in the waiting room. And they will also work with your insurance to get your medications covered or help you find a cost assistance program. I personally had a lot of different experiences trying to navigate the world of Truvada and I know how complicated it can get. So make it simple, go to plushcare.com prep today or search plush care on the app store book a 15 minute appointment and pick up from your local pharmacy use the promo code t-h-o-t that's t-h-o-t for thirty dollars off your next appointment thank you joe (laughs) that is plushcare.com slash prep using the promo code t-h-o-t not only do I wear pretty much the same outfit every day but I tend to wear the <laughs> same underwear pretty much every single day but then I found Tomboy X, X. Mm-hmm. let me tell you it is a really cute line uh. of like underwear of like swimsuits of like racer backs and boxer briefs and some people like other products in it. what did you get Joe I, I mean
0: y'all know that every food for thought event that I do I wear sheer and a sports bra Wow and every time uh, and, and I have to say that like you know we've talked about this on the show it's hard for me to go into the women's section of ice sports bras because of how everyone fucking looks at me when I do that. And Tomboy X is just like this. I wanted one with a little band on the bottom and it's a sexy black sports bra with a little band on the bottom just like I always wanted. And I just feel like this is a thing that was actually made for my fucking weirdo gender body. It's Mm -hmm. perfect. It's gorgeous. The thing about
3: Tomboy X is that the the underwear makes you feel, for me as a non-binary femme, it makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel seen. And the briefs that I got, it feels... Like, my genitals are wrapped in silk. Ooh, Ew. De- Dennis, and how did, oh my God. how did the brioche
0: suisse look? Ew.
1: We're Listen. not talking about the brioche suisse <laughs> in, in this Listen. Juicy. The brioche suisse looked juicy. <laughs> Tomboy X is an amazing underwear company that's super inclusive and, like, absolutely represents every kind of body for their company. Go to tomboyx.com slash THOT and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And Food for Thought listeners get an extra 15% off with code THOT. Again, use the code THOT for an <laughs> extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to tomboyx.com/thot. THOT. Th-O-T. That was perfect. Mm, it's time we get to the Meat of our discussion mm-hmm. The thought process if you will Spelled H O T. And uh, this week's theme Is fantasy Ooh. Ooh. I know right uh, uh, The 1989 edition of Disney's A Little Mermaid rocked my world like I don't know what it was about me as like a queer little toddler that found her so captivating but Mm. like maybe it was like the absolute like zad of a dad King Triton because like (laughs) that was like a moment in like my queer childhood or maybe it was like the tumultuous emotions and the absolute like unperturbed like sense of rebellion that came from her teen spirit or maybe it was the fact that she fell for a man that would ultimately ignore her (laughs) <laughs> uh, hashtag relatable, relatable content relatable. <laughs> um, but Ariel's story really spoke to me uh, I found out recently like maybe a year ago that Hans Christian Andersen wrote that story allegedly as an allegory when he was heartsick in love with Edward Collin a friend of his oh. who had recently Ooh. got married wow. um, and engaged to a woman um, wow. to Hans his love felt impossible so he wrote a story that would make it tangible an outlet, an escape from reality that would like not permit him his affection. And speaking from a reality that I truly want no part of, <laughs> I can relate. Um, it was an escape, and especially in 2018, um, at the end of 2018, I think we could all really use um, what Mar- Mariah Carey would f- refer to as a
3: sweet, sweet fantasy. Vocals, ah, yes, vocals.
1: And so, to start us off, I'm I'm wondering uh, with y'all, what is the fantasy that first spoke to to your gay little heart? Ooh, yeah. Oh,
4: like okay. what is? Because, like, for me, it was Little Mermaid. I'm pretending to not scream it out immediately because I just wanted to scream see what everyone it. was. Like, Ma- maleficent. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yes. Maleficent. What a queen. I rooted for her immediately on wardrobe alone. Yes. Just, like, that spurned thing where it's like you didn't invite me to a party and now I'm going to, like, curse your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who Among Us has not...
0: So, cursed a baby because I we were love not invited that. to a party. True. I love that. True. I, I like not being invited to parties, but I've cursed all of the children of all of my exes. That's so true. Same. Yeah. Like Same. Oh, Joe. I like to be
4: invited. I don't like to go. <laughs> yeah. That's a, That's a fair point. Same. I like wow. to be thought of. <laughs>
1: Maleficent <laughs> Wendy Williams. Too, she says was like, I thing. didn't even want to
3: go. She probably wouldn't have yeah. gone. I no, yeah, shouldn't like, no. have avoided the whole no, thing. No, no, no. Yeah. she would have been over it. Um, does it have to be on screen or can it be like a book? No, it can be anything.
1: Ooh. Yeah, any element of fantasy.
3: Um, probably the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, oh, the Witch, wow. and the Wardrobe. Ooh. My super Christian AF mother, who literally wouldn't even let me watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch, came home from school one day. She was a teacher and handed me. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and was like, you need to read this. And I was like, but mom, it has witch in the title.
1: Like, this is not a thing that I'm allowed to access. And she was like, it's fine. You can read it. With my parents, it was like, yeah, it's fine. It was written by a Christian. Christian. (laughs) And (laughs) it's all
0: about Christianity. Yeah, it's all an allegory
1: for Jesus. My mom knew enough to know not to tell me that.
3: Yes. She just was like, you should read it. And I did, and I loved it. It was so good like it was so good and all, and i mean king aslan is like the ultimate daddy <laughs> what? fabulous man that's literally the I'm dumbest sorry. I, I cannot <laughs> is it because
1: no, it's pretty true i also read the books because they were one of the few like things that i was allowed to read um mm-hmm. uh, but the, the movies yeah. peter's hot yeah, He's yeah. So <laughs> can I just say and Peter's hot in the book too um, <laughs> um, he looks like like a, a guy like a, a guy that I would go on two dates with and then he would disrespect mm-hmm. me at a party and I w- like
4: in front of all my friends Ooh, and I would still go be all on a third date with him oh yeah. oh yeah see that's how Turkish Delights made me feel in that movie and they're not <laughs> that good <laughs> they're not in that in the movie good. they look yeah. amazing wait what yeah. is what is Turkish Delights I've I'm looked this up know. several I mean, times me it's too, mostly but just like the it. Yeah, it's nougat. It's basically. this weird,
1: like compounded sugar no. nougat. It's, it's it's a gelatin. Mm-hmm. Like gelatin, yeah. but in that film, I would it was, hate. I would hate it. I would powdery, hate
0: sugary. There are pow- like- it is powdered sugar on the outside. I like no. Turkish delight. <laughs> good, good versions of it, though. I, um, it was actually for me the Lord of the Rings, and it was well before the movies came out. I was like a nerdy little kid. Uh, I loved reading, and I actually never got super into sci-fi but mm-hmm. I really loved uh, Lord of the Rings was the first thing where it really drew me in because I was like a book nerd and I was, re- I was like I love Jane I was just so gay and I was in a small town where you weren't allowed to do any of this shit but I was like I love Jane Austen I love Charles Dickens oh. like wait as, oh, you know, oh, yeah. Little, yeah. as I a little mean? as like as like oh, an 11 12 13 year old like a okay pre-teen. yeah when um, you're
1: like 11 yeah. 12 it's like really cool to know that you know who Jane Austen exactly that's oh, that's and, and so it true. wasn't, yeah,
0: it wasn't so really cool to anyone but me literally the the other boys in school were like Jane Austen, pow and then would like punch me in the face. Did they
1: even
4: know who she was that Maybe no, they were sincere criticisms. It was, yeah.
1: <laughs> Her you know,
4: race Jane, politics honestly, are pedestrian.
1: Yeah, Jane Austen's novels.
4: <laughs> problematic, I mean, yeah, problematic.
1: pedestrian.
0: my parents uh, introduced me to Tolkien and it was a thing that it drew me into the storytelling and it, I've just found it so um, otherworldly and tangible at the same. I think that's Mm -hmm. what that's because I, I'm not really drawn into any sort of art that takes me away. Like I like art that sort of places me and contextualizes me in the world as it is. Mm -hmm. So when I look for sci-fi and fantasy, I look for stuff that feels in this world enough that it actually teaches me about the world Mm -hmm. as it is. And it sounds really dumb but like Harry Potter does that to me as well. No, Absolutely I, te- mm. teaches me about power and mm-hmm. government and yeah. school and race and class yeah. and gender all, yeah. you know, it's sort of all so deeply packed in there. So that's the sci-fi and fantasy. My mom used loved. to read me that
4: book aloud. Like the very first. Oh, Harry my, Potter God. Book. Yeah. oh I, my God. Oh, you're a it's that generation. Well, it's now. A, so my mom is it's like a, an too. English teacher and she was like <laughs> on a <laughs> one woman crusade to make me gay. I think so many moms are when I was old so enough. She was like, this is factory girl. Read it. <laughs> I
2: was
4: oh just my, like, my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm like that's the same story for me. It's just yeah. like Harry Potter was one of the more foundational things. I, I do. Yeah, wh- I'm too old, so I I miss. I wish I would
0: have
1: had that. Ending. I was one of, I grew up yeah. with Harry. I was the same age as Harry Potter. Oh my god! So like I would grow along with Harry, and oh, I remember wow. reading the first book and not really. It was t- so. It was too like, dense of a book for me to process and I still read it, like, cover to cover. Um, In Mm. secret, I read the first four books in secret because I wasn't allowed to because of witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, and so, So, yeah. yeah. That's so funny to me that, like, You'd be from a Latinx family, and they're just like, oh, witchcraft. No, yeah, I think that, yeah. I mean, I, I think for, especially for my side of the family, like, everything was brujería, and, like, in in a bad way. Like, mm. I don't know if you had this experience, but, like, my mom, like, wouldn't let me go into Hot Topic. Like, I wasn't really? allowed to, like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to experience, like, any sort of, like, witchy stuff growing up. Um, And, yeah, because we were so conservative. But... Wow. Yeah. Um I was drawn to it
0: nonetheless. One of the things that is so interesting to me about what you said Fran is that like the best sci-fi and fantasy has that layer those mm-hmm. layers to it mm-hmm. where you can read it as a child and get layer 1 like mm-hmm. com- like mm-hmm. understanding the story and being drawn into the plot yeah. and then and as you as you grow up Dennis with it mm-hmm. you like get more and more layers like, oh, it's about life. i i thought
4: yeah. of that when you mentioned the lion the witch in the wardrobe because mm-hmm. that's one of those books that like i didn't understand the culture wars around it when i was a kid i was like it's Same. just like you know it's about a lion and it's not <laughs> a witch and yeah. when you're a kid it's just about what the book says it's about exactly. and then yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah, get older yeah, is when you realize that there are themes and there is like whole ways of life and way of viewing the world that's being imbued into these books, yeah. Yeah. which is why they're taken yeah. so seriously. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which, Politics. Right. Even like as a kid, nature. I was kind
3: of like, really like it's. <laughs> but of course, now I get it. But it going sort of going back to what Joe was saying about the ways in which he fa- you found like real world connectors to some to to science, sci-fi, and fantasy. Um, at the time that I read *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, which was second grade, I was reading a lot of *The Boxcar Children*. Like yes. that was really like. That was actually a really pivotal, like, series of books for me as a young kid. And, you know, there was the whole series of them. There were four kids. They were orphans. And mm-hmm. there were so many tangible things that felt so similar to what was happening in The Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe that it was so easy for me to relate to, even though they had a magic closet that would transport them mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. land. Like, I had – I grew up in this house with this, like, pretty big backyard. And we had this, like, really vintage, like, old um, – like grill that was this huge cement like stature that was literally like seven feet tall um, rather than like a normal grill that like someone would have and for me that in my imagination that was a magical barrier like if I walked mm. behind that grill and sat behind that grill in the backyard I I imagined myself in a completely different world in a completely different context with a completely different life and so I kind of related it to that and um, I also felt the same way about Harry Potter when I did start reading Harry Potter. I was a little older. I was 11 or 12. I didn't start reading it until the fourth book came out, but I did start at the beginning and worked my way up. But it felt very real life to me, even though there was this whole other world. Mm. And there were these people that were completely different than me. And I was like, if I'm in Harry Potter, I'm a muggle.
4: <laughs> Which was like, like I had a little bit of a crisis. Yeah, yeah, I had a little bit yeah. of a crisis. Actually, about I was about to ask you do you believe in magic? <laughs> Ooh, <Ooh-hoo>!
2: wow. <laughs> JP,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, bringing do out do the big guns. Not, um, I would have to say I, I, I don't. I don't <sighs> think. I think that it's very possible or plausible, but there's something along the lines of magic mm-hmm. that. <laughs> there is human capability to engage in but like I've never seen it and no. I don't know how to access it so I don't know that I really believe
0: in it.
1: Uh. Dennis goes, if
0: I can't do it, no one can.
1: And, uh, yes, queen. Yeah. From what I... mean. I- I believe in intuitive magic. I believe in Ooh. the everyday ways that we manifest things by way of just like putting intentions out there. I believe yeah. I believe in that. Yeah, I believe in that. I didn't and have I, language for it, but I believe in that. I, and
4: I believe in incantations and spells that can help mm. manifest those you, things. You know what I think? Yes. <laughs> So I do believe that, you know, magic is just science that we can't explain yet. Yes. And I do believe in human ignorance, but I also believe in human intuition. <gasps> so I think mm-hmm. that we can intuit a lot of actions that are therefore magical because we can't explain why they work or we can't explain how they happen. Yeah. So it's yes. sort of like on a body level, on an instinct level, mm. we know to yes. do certain things, mm-hmm. which is sort of like what folk magic is, right? Yeah. And I will say that it re it,
0: this absolutely reconnects to science at the deepest level because mm-hmm. the second half, mm-hmm. this is Joe, Ob's, the second <laughs> (laughs) half of the 20th century like prior to the second half of the 20th century science was all about ordering the universe and then Mm -hmm. the second half of the 20th century we started developing maths and sciences uh that were trying to talk about the very smallest and the very largest scales of not human life but the existence of uh, all matter and at that point all of our laws of how we think the world works completely fall apart Right. So if you for example know anything about quantum physics, in quantum physics How
1: are you bringing quantum physics? I, I know everything this but I'll humor you. No. Because <laughs>
0: quantum physics is magic. It truly yes. is, right? Yes. Like in mm-hmm. quantum physics whether or not you observe a particle affects the state of that particle. Right? It is postmodernism is born out of the study of the smallest and largest things in existence, right? So the rules of life as we understand it and see it in front of us fall apart as you experience extend it to sort of the biggest questions in the universe that's what i believe yeah yeah yeah, it's true i I don't don't know how to deal with that Retweet. that's like like, you guys the universe what we understand scientifically is that the universe is both infinite and expanding right what does that mean what does it mean that something is infinite in size can also be expanding the only way we can understand (laughs) that is that the space between all of the things in the infinite universe is growing larger
4: Joe, can you put your um, boner away for like
1: one I second? Know. Like, oh my god!
4: I'm just this gonna, is like, this is like, sir, this is an Uber pool.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna open up this can, this 40
1: ounce of rosé, and have more. I want to bring it back because I, yes, I please bring
4: I, it back. <laughs> I want to bring it back
1: because I actually like a lot of things that jo- that Joe and JP are saying about like everyday magic, yeah. which mm-hmm. I love because, and for me, I think a lot of the ways that uh, the magic comes into our lives is permitted because of these episodes of magic that we bear witness to as kids Mm. or the ways that like we um read books or watch movies that have that show us that 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 this thing is possible Mm -hmm. which most people will tell us it's not and like for me i want to also talk about in that the opportunity of queerness in fantasy Mm. or the opportunity for people of color in fantasy because Mm -hmm. for me i mean first of all the queer character is never included in fantasy, at least like mainstream fantasy. Yeah. And it, and it's just like unfortunate. Neither yeah. are people people of color, but it's mm-hmm. such a missed opportunity because if queer char- characters, if marginalized characters were to exist outside, were to exist in, san- in fantasy, they'd be existing outside of hegemonic structures, would right. be existing outside of social cultural structures that would otherwise tie the narrative down. That narrative freedom would make way for like actual escapism. And they're like, they're, narrative could just roam mm-hmm. free and be completely um divorced from like yeah. oppression. You know, just imagine a world where like, yeah. you yeah. know, straight people, we didn't have to report to straight people. Yeah, and that yeah. wasn't the crux of our narrative. But, I mean there are folks like Octavia Butler, Right, I was gonna say
0: writes, like like Afro
1: yeah. sci-fi basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, which is course, which is a sci fi about I know but, but that's like people. that's like the the one. You yeah. know, like that like yeah, there um, like but also I mean that many it, as far as like superhero comics, like superhero comics have been doing this since like the 70s right. they've had que- a lot of queer characters like mm. in the comic books yes, and, like, yes, 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 yes. but it's like mm-hmm. it hasn't been like monopolized it hasn't been brought into the mainstream and I'm like frustrated mm-hmm. you know what were we about to say JP
4: I was gonna say that you know I do believe just following rules of like um, reciprocal exchange that queerness couldn't exist if there wasn't like cis hetero hegemony so it it sort of exists in itself to challenge that so it's sort of like what i like about queerness in these narratives and in fantasy is that like queerness is the obvious place to go for fantasy it is fantasy it is questioning things it is like Mm, looking at borders and looking at sort of like lines and saying how can we break those how can we step over those and so it's just sad, I think, when fantasy writers don't embrace it explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. your words, if you're a writer, you know, are conjuring tools. So it's like, if you, like, the whole Dumbledore thing pisses yes. me off. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Talk> <laughs> go about and it. go and. go. It off. just pisses
4: me off because it's like, you of all people, woman who writes about spells and everything like this, yeah. knows the power of words, yeah. knows how they're used as, like, it, books don't work unless they conjure things in our own imaginations. Yeah. It's literally mm-hmm. using words to make something inspire in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't work. Solo yeah. <laughs> in a vacuum. Yeah, she knows this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yet it's like, oh well, he's gay, but like it's not in the books. It's not in the <laughs> yeah. text of the book. Well, like, what?
3: <laughs> I mean, yes, it's oh not explicit. <laughs> but I don't know. I okay, maybe it's because the, around the time that I that I first read Harry Potter, mm-hmm. it was the spring of my eighth grade year, and I also. That sucked my first dick. Oh, <laughs> ah! okay. Continue. <laughs> right, I almost Maybe spit out Right Rose. around that same time. So literally, I just remember the first time my eyes went over the sentence. I think on the first page of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, it mm-hmm. describes Dumbledore's glasses as these purple half moon glasses mm-hmm. and I just immediately they're purple I just was like he's gay
1: <laughs> oh my god
3: so I think that the, the I think there are textual clues but it would be nice if it were explicit
4: well so to sort of tie this back to fan fiction though yeah don't you as the uh. reader have the power and the ability to sort of like take a work and interpret it a certain way yeah, make it more powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. for you.
1: Not with like the, not with mm-hmm. the, um, the quite the audience or like the mainstreaming, but like, yeah, that is absolutely within your power. Um, yeah. I think like Black, when I th- when I think about Black Panther, mm-hmm. like I think about that narrative structure. I mean, I think it's unfortunate that that there were any white characters in that movie, <laughs> but like I, but uh, regardless, I thought that it was incredible to watch, like the stories of marginalized people come to fruition in ways that did not have to report to white people at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of like a world I imagine for like fantasy and for marginalized characters in fantasy. And when I say again, to your point earlier, marginalized, they're, they will no longer be marginalized mm-hmm. when they're in this realm. Mm-hmm. Um And that's also, I think, cause yeah. I've read, actually, I, I um <laughs> Fun fact, I wrote my um, thesis, my undergraduate thesis about the inclusion of queer characters in superhero books. Mm -hmm. So I read a lot of like superhero comic books growing up. And like the failure of the of queer characters in those superhero comics was always just like they would still report to oppressive structures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though they're literal superheroes and they all have magic powers and they can do whatever they want. And it's just like, come on, man, like just like invent a world wherein they don't have to. Report right. to
4: this. Yeah, you know, like what you're talking about really reminds me, and you might relate to this. Just so, like you're Mexican as well, because uh-huh. um, for me, I can't imagine my own history in an ancestral way.
2: Oh,
4: without using fantasy to picture it.
1: <sighs> um, because so because my. I grew up so social culturally white and mm. I feel like a lot of the lore of my family wasn't reported to me until I was like in my teens and asking for stories for my grandfather my grandmother mm. so lore didn't it was the and the way they dictated I like my my mom said the family's all like cowboys so that the way they dictated it wasn't like really, really romantic hmm. yeah I'm part cowboy didn't it all makes sense things, now you know? Um, so it didn't it, like uh, th- so the, the lore wasn't really quite there however something that I do love about the genre of fiction that you're talking about is like its element of or, or how a lot of them can err on the side of fabulism. Mm. Like, fabulism to me, and like everyone has a different definition of fabulism, is fine. But for me, fabulism is like when it's a very real world. It is the mundanity, like monotony, right. of like yeah. every day. Like this is the country that we live in. This is the thing that we're doing, and it's real. But there's one thing that's like a yes. little bit bizarre. Yes, and yep. that to me is like a flipping of like what I'm ta- of like what we we're talking about earlier, as opposed to like queer characters or any character in like a completely fantasized world, mm-hmm. right. Versus mm-hmm. the very real world with one element fantasized.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I totally that was one of the main things I wanted to talk about was the difference between. Literary magical realism mm-hmm. and mm. sci-fi fantasy, which mm. is considered genre work, yes. which is essentially not viewed by as the literary real literature. Right? It's not viewed it's as not real literature, Canada. right? No. And so, yeah. like, so what are the things that gets you know magical? What what elevates work from fantasy to magical realism? Mm. How do we understand that, and how do we try to take apart? This sort of di- this false dichotomy between what's literary work and what is
1: sci-fi or fantasy, you know. I mean, it's it's funny to me that like the, the genre that we're talking about is like the marginalized genre of its own of its own. Like you know, mm. like it it, it, yeah. it it's like the the queer character or the the marginalized character's failure to be included in um ad- adventure or fantasy
4: it is like doubly ironic in that. Fantasy, Fantasy and adventure
1: yeah. is not included in the
4: literary yeah. canon. Wow, well, yeah, yep. I love anything that deals with the ancestors. Like I yes. just yeah, love yeah, yeah. like yes. how in that book, like someone oversees generation after generation of mm. their line, their lineage. But lineage mm-hmm. is defined by like all of their people. Like it was just Absolutely. like mm. I, I don't know. I love any book that deals with shape shifting. Mm. And, and that's like the thing. What, what, what about shape shifting and entices? I find it queer. Yes, <laughs> yes. I find it very queer. <laughs> literally,
1: my ancestors are everything queer. Like just literally. Right. Why is that? Interesting. It's queer. I should just have that recorded <laughs> on my
4: phone so I could just press it. But it's <laughs> actually I, I I feel that's such a legit
3: reading of, of shape shifting and of that yeah, book. Yeah.
4: I, I feel that queer people oftentimes embody a very mutable existence. Yeah. It's, like, it's very contextual. Like, Even if you're, like, out and proud and you're always you all the time, you're always, like, sort of looking out of the corner of your eye for a threat or, like, Mm -hmm. there are things that, in like, sort of influence you how you navigate space. Which, to me, is sort of, like... And how you move in a space. How you move in Mm -hmm. it, how you act in it. And I think queer people are very used to that. And that, to me, is what shape-shifting requires. Like, if you have no sort of cognizance of what's going on around mm. you, context, et cetera, then shape-shifting becomes pointless. Yeah. You're just you. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's,
3: and it's one of the things that makes queerness um, to me distinct in terms mm. of other marginalized identities or places in our culture because it's one of the ones where you can do that. Right. Where, like, I can't, like, shape-shift out of my skin color. Right. Um, but, I it, I mean, I feel like I can't. But in theory, I could shape-shift out of my faggotry. Yeah. <laughs> but also,
1: like, what is, what is queerer than the experience of, like, being being able to like modis- modify ourselves mm-hmm. modify our bodies
4: i would say that i don't really believe Escape is possible. Yeah, <laughs> I, girl, I believe yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah. I believe like I believe escapism is a thing that yeah. people choose mm-hmm. to believe in because they believe that reading this thing they they can transport themselves beyond the context of their current milieu or whatever. But you actually can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every piece of fiction, every piece of fantasy, is deeply deeply influenced by the cultural landscape at the time. It's wow. sort of like it determines what's appropriate. It determines what you can and can't say, and those things go into every work of fiction. So okay. when I'm reading fantasy, I'm still very much grounded in my current state of being and in the world around me because it's sort of like i see it as a product of the time and i see Mm -hmm. it as a product of everything that's going on around us so even if it's like that you know that like fan fiction we were reading earlier that is influenced by gender politics that are real influenced by yeah influenced by what's taboo and what's not what's Mm -hmm. acceptable what's not etc and like i can't actually distance myself from reality by reading a work of fantasy. If anything, yeah. it it allows me to sort of navigate it and analyze it from a different point of view. I totally yeah. agree with you, JP.
0: Mm. I, th- when I think about fantasy and what it gives, I, th- I, I think less about escapism and more about nightmare, actually, about mm. uh, I think a lot yeah. of... I was very drawn as a young person to this dystopian works uh, like 1984. And because it felt like sort of if we don't correct... The mistakes that we're making, Mm -hmm. this is the world that we're building for ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I feel totally agree with you, friend, that sort of feminine feminist dystopias are coming back into our mainstream because we are living through a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I think Mad Max. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my god, Mad Max. (laughs) Exactly. And we are trying to once again understand the decisions that we're making now and the potential ramifications for them now and into the future. And I think that as climate apocalypse becomes a literal I mean a literal fact like Mm -hmm. the last week was very depressing. The last Mm -hmm. few months have been depressing in terms of the news about when climate change is going to really start changing human society, but we are likely or our children to live through an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And so imaginings of apocalypse actually have a ramification
4: for the type of lives yeah. we're building now. Yeah. And that yeah. to me it feels very actually pressing. Yeah. Literally yeah. And you know, pressing. it's funny you mentioned climate change because yeah. I think also this is something I thought of when you said fantasy is that like we as human beings exist and thrive on fantasy. Like mm. everything to us, we can't understand anything oh, if it's not put you in can't a narrative have sex without a fantasy. <laughs> I right, close my like,
0: eyes and imagine someone else, even when the right, someone I'm fucking, exactly. I know I'm gonna.
4: Five months later, imagine that we person. We cannot exist without it. <laughs> if it's not narrative, if it's not put into narrative, we don't understand it. Like human history is even put into like bad guys, good guys. Here's how yeah. it happened. Narrative arcs, etc. It's like it's the way we structure everything. And I think yep. that fantasy as a genre and literature is just another extension of that. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. my that god, That's, it's <laughs> so deep. <true. laughs> yeah. Mm. So I've got that
0: feeling where I'm full, but I could fit. I hate it. One more thing inside of me. Everything
3: you say. Everything. I everything Fran you say. loves me. Dennis
0: knows what I'm talking about. Bye. Always. Always. Uh, this week for dessert, we are going to have one giant spoonful of a very expensive (laughs) (laughs) lube uh so i want i I want to
1: sound as if we were going to eat it
0: (laughs) i wanted to talk about this because i had in my late 20s had a very bad experience with very bad lube where i was dating this boy that i really really liked and we i was gonna bottom for him for the first time and i was at his house and he had a big dick like in like i don't you know Everyone who listens to the show religiously knows that I love average dick. Mm-hmm. He had, like, a big dick in a way that I don't like. But I liked uh, him. I liked him. And this was mm-hmm. pre-Truvada. So we were using condoms. And, you know, for the young thoughts out there, when you use condoms, good lube is even more important. It's crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crucial. Yeah. crucial. Right. So we're at his house, and I'm, like, about to sit on his dick. And I go,
1: <clears throat> oh, where's your lube?
0: And he goes, oh, it's in my drawer. And so I go into his drawer, and I pull out a bottle, and it is... K Y. Oh no. K Y. No. Massage oil.
1: Nope. K
0: Y. Nope. Warming. Oh
3: no. no. Nope. My warming. God. That
0: thing that where it Those like are all the
3: wrong things <laughs> where it,
0: where it has chemicals inside no. it. No.
4: It kept getting worse. Whoa. That that no. warm through no. friction. No. And
0: I was like. And I was like. You have sex, right? Ugh. And I knew, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know the bottoms I fuck usually bring their own lube." And what? I was like, "What?
1: Byol? Byol, B-Y-O-L. B-Y-O-L. is not a thing." Me? Well, actually, so I mean, courtesy. and That's tops. Smart. Courtesy. That's I smart.
0: I used Top the so KY nice. warming massage jelly <gasps> to you bottom with it? a condom. No, I to the to fruition to the end of the sex. No. I literally bled Joe. and could not walk for two weeks. Oh my god! Uh, oh. No. So this Joe, was baby. For you? Uh, I was in my late 20s this was many <laughs> oh, years this last
3: week <laughs> <laughs> you have been having too much sex for too long to even make all that of mistake. this Come is on to
0: say the inve- lube is expensive mm-hmm. but yes. it is a motherfucking investment and it is so worth it so my favorite is the gun oil silicone base I love gun oil oh my god
1: mm-hmm. so we
0: were having a conversation this is not sponsored other I people don't. are going to argue for water base water base doesn't leave stains in your sheets if you ever drop gun oil silicone in your sheets it will be there forever then the listen
3: drop. to all the bottoms out there yes. this should not be difficult I love you and I understand being Frugal, but it's real. Care more for your anus than you do for your bed sheets. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with yeah. that. That you, you can always go to Target and buy some more bed sheets, but you only get one anus.
4: Wow, <laughs> a commandment <laughs> in the church of Dennis. Wow. Where I uh,
1: is the lie. Put,
0: put Just on
4: your grave. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow, That's Dennis,
0: what I mean. That's what come up, only line. had
4: one, you read one anus. My senior year high school quote. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah.
4: JP, what's your favorite Ah, lube? (laughs) Um, I used to just pick the one with the prettiest, like, box.
0: (laughs) Oh, JP.
4: So you're saying you're a verse top. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Literally, that's what I was like, well, here we go.
4: That's what that means. I'm checking my top privilege. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, I love mod
1: uh, lube. (laughs) It's also very expensive, but very good. Yeah. Um, I won't talk
3: about it. How expensive is it? (laughs) How
1: expensive is it? How expensive is it? (laughs) They're not paying me to say this, so I'm not going to tell you. No further information on Mod Lube. Uh,
3: I I guess I only ask because I get, I feel like my lube that I get is pretty mid-priced. And I, it's not the only one I have to use, but it is my favorite at this point. Um, it's the the id or the id brand millennium silicone lubricant and so it is silicone based yeah and it's also the long lasting one and part Mm -hmm. of what i love about it is that even in a three hour long session i do not like my top does not have to reapply even even one who's literally like like i like a guy who's
0: as big as my forearm which has happened with condoms with condoms, yeah. So I I, I find um, water based lube. This is Joe. Water based lube does not stain sheets. That's a, a, its advantage. It also works great, but it does require reapplication. Mm. Yeah, no. Whereas silicone based lube, the downside, they're about the same price. The downside of silicone based lube, it stains everything. Right? If you get it on your shirt, if you get it on your sheets, like you w- wash your sheets, and there will be a dark mark. You for can forever. buy new sheets. <laughs> no, binge, Just put down a towel. Like no, I can't. That. Aesthetically, I cannot. I, that. I, I, was I was hate say, that. Y'all are having
4: sex on towels.
0: Some guy. I am I having I sex on Some guys
3: towels. Do and I'm the, just like the I'm only time really... I ever have
1: sex on towels is if like we've been dating. For a while, and I'm like, I really, I was like, I really cannot ruin another bed so uh, No, like, exactly. Like, if we, re- well, like you, I'm like, if you refuse to right. fuck me on a towel, you don't get my ass. That's like the cost Thank of my wow. Ass. <laughs> Wait, you like, you yeah. throw it. Well, you Joe, throw a towel down every time. Joe, you
3: guys so, throw the towel down. Joe, you have some like that. I think that's very appropriate for you. Yes, like she makes a mess. In your, she, you make a mess, especially when you're bottoming. We've all read your memoir. Oh my god, Inside I, Out is a perfect title <laughs> for numerous reasons. And sometimes Ew, the insights come out. But Ew. for those of us who are a little more like capable,
4: uh-huh. no,
3: I don't I don't need a I don't know. The towel no. I think
1: the towel is, is not a, nice, not but not, not underneath everything. I think it's nice Thank to have you. one nearby. Also so that- I like to
3: be able to move. Uh, like like I'd like to use the whole bed. There's a whole bed here, and I have to say, in this tiny little towel, like yeah. not interesting.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah. where I'm at as well. And I, mm-hmm. I think that like I I like having a towel if you just need to like quickly wipe your hands. So nearby, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> nearby. or like after when you need to clean up. To say, do you it's not not just, like, like toss it on the person when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh,
0: <I'm> not <laughs> a gentleman, I'm not JP. What a gentleman. So basically, you I can't do... wait to get the the fuck out of your house, <laughs> I, and you like yeah. throw the sex it's, towel. Yeah, on it's like here it is, here it is. Have fun. whereas I. I'm like, let me like, like wipe this up with my tongue. JP
1: actually, a warmed wet
0: washcloth.
3: Thank you very much. JP
1: actually takes the towel, like puts it on a string, puts the string on a stick, and then dangles (laughs) the towel out the door, like a carrot to a horse. (laughs) You know what? There's the tray train J Train, go get it. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and also our new home at Forever Dog. Um, our me- <laughs> that's I hate you. that's I our little go. that's retract, our little sign up <laughs> um, Our media partner at Into More is an online magazine for queer news and culture. Our engineer is Joe Silio, hot producer Joe yeah. Cilio yeah. and Ooh, our producer so hot and our producer puts the puta and putanesca. Alexandra Palma, putanesca. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo. I'm Joseph Osmondson You can find me at
0: www josephosmondson.com.
3: I'm Dennis Norris II and you can find me on Twitter at The Earl Den Den, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N
4: I'm John Paul Bramer, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J-P Bramer, B-R-A-M-M-E-R Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or we're replacing Joe with Matt Rogers (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god I
1: swear to god he's he's he's, gonna be better for the ratings He's he's better. Largely more popular I'm (laughs) I'm open to it Find us Dennis, on- what aren't you oh op- never mind Oh my god Find us on Instagram I am very sensitive. <laughs> find us on Instagram as gay sluts who read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at food for thought pod, where each week we pin some questions at the top of our page to continue to th- the discussion of this week's episode, sign up for our newsletter to see a list of everything we are reading and some extra delectable content at food for thought And finally email us with your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics, dick pics. at thoughts at food for As always, that's food. The number four and thoughts spelled how T H